When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is presented by our partners at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings app now and use code DAN to get in on the action. Hello, welcome again to South Beach Sessions. This is Dan Lebetard. have been wanting to talk to this guy for a while. Mackenzie Milton was at the center of what I believe to be the truest non-major conference championship worthy team we've ever seen at the University of Central Florida better than the Cincinnati team that tried to play Alabama this year he broke his leg it was a gruesome injury he almost lost his leg I want to talk to him about that and also some strong opinions he's got directed at Kirk Herbstreet and the general injustice that you'll find throughout a sport that he loves but a system that he does not he is doing a very good thing at the bounce house in Orlando. The Hula Bowl is there this weekend. Yes, the Hula Bowl is in Orlando. And if you want to help out with the cause that he has in mind for a fallen teammate who was killed by his father, leaving behind a mother who is heartbroken and could use the help, you could check the link in the episode description and you can help out Mackenzie Milton. But I want to talk to him about a lot of different stuff, including the cause that he is championing here because he is hurting on behalf of a friend. Let's talk to Mackenzie Milton. I don't believe that this is a sentence I've ever uttered to another human being. And I dare say that it's not a sentence perhaps that anyone has ever uttered to someone, which is not only did I vote for you for the Heisman, I talked my dad into voting for you for the Heisman. So I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time because I thought that team of yours would have done what Cincinnati didn't this year, which is look like a team that could compete with Alabama because you guys beat Auburn, you went undefeated, and you had a bunch of pros on that team. You had a bunch of guys who were very close to being pros, went to tryouts. And thank you for making time for us, by the way, because I wanted to talk to you about everything going on in college football. 26 players, 27 players tried out for the pros because you guys, that team looked professional to me, the one that you were quarterbacking. Yeah, you know, we had we had a lot of talent, man. We just kept that thing rolling. And yeah, we, we had zero holes on those teams in 2017 and 2018, particularly 2017. I feel like we really matched up with anybody on both sides of the ball. And, yeah, it was extremely special teams in, in 2017 and 2018. How much fun were those years for you? How much different did your life become as soon as you were writing something that people couldn't have seen coming? Not that way. It was a special ride, and you know, I feel like really just scratched the surface of what I feel like the University of Central Florida is capable of in terms of college football. Just Orlando's a beautiful city. UCF is... It's the perfect distance from Disney. It's perfect distance from downtown Orlando. It's kind of like its own little area. And it's a beautiful campus. I don't know if you've ever been up here, but what we were able to do just, you know, with myself, Shaquem, just the the types of personalities we had on that team and 
you know, those are days I always look back and, and cherish. And, you know, when I, when I talk to my guys, we're always reminiscing about the good old days, but, but man, it's fun. And, and then get into this kind of chapter of our lives where guys are getting married and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. No, but take me through it beyond the quarterback speak though. I want to talk to the guy who was running campus, who was living his dreams, who's that's what you wanted when you got into football. I want to be the star guy on campus, and you were. And not only that, but it became a national story. So take me a little deeper through what the fun was. Well, for me, you know, I grew up watching Colt Brennan in Hawaii. So I saw what he was able to do, and, you know, I always kind of envisioned myself doing something like that. And, you know, we pretty much did the same thing that he did at Hawaii over here at UCF. But to me, on a larger scale, when in, I think it was 25 straight games. But for me, just living in that moment, um, I was just having fun, man. I wouldn't like, I don't hate to say it, but it's kind of what I expected to do, you know, because I've always felt like I've been a winner. You know, I've, I ran the table in youth football. I ran the table in high school. And, you know, I, I came to college, like, you know, I expect to win. I don't go out there hoping to win. It's better than expected. You know what I mean? When you're living in that moment and you're just enjoying it. But to me, that was always the vision I kind of had. I always envisioned myself playing top-notch division one football. You know, I was kind of under-recruited just because, you know, whatever his size doesn't doesn't really matter. But to me, I fell into a perfect situation at UCF. So you have a totally unbroken boulevard of green lights where you're just success, 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 success. This is what I expected. I'm I'm confident. I expect to roll through people and you arrive at your last college game. And what's going to happen now? What are you imagining the future looks like? Well, I wouldn't say everything was all like peaches and roses, you know what I mean? I had to overcome a lot of adversity in terms of like injuries in high school, being under-recruited and stuff like that. Like it wasn't always a clear path, you know, I had to, I had to grind really to, to get where I wanted to go, but I always knew I felt like I had greatness in me. It's just the way I was instilled, man. Like my dad was my coach and, you know, he helped bring me up and instilled that winning mentality in me. But for me, you know, going through those growing pains my freshman year to what we did in 17 and 18. And then this past year was a good learning experience for me, just getting my feet wet back playing again. And, you know, I'm going to finish my career at the Hula Bowl, my college career at the Hula Bowl here. And uh, next Saturday on the 15th, right in the bounce house where it all started. And, you know, it's just fitting for me to play in front of those fans again, play in Orlando. It's a special stadium for me. Like I've always played well in there, but yeah, man, I'm I'm just really excited, and you know I'm training for the the NFL draft, and you know I'm gonna put my best foot forward because, you know, I feel like I still got a lot of good ball left in me. You did a good job of promoting the Hula Bowl. You didn't do a good job of answering my question, which is what you say. The last I feel like game. I did. Well, what you did was you rebutted my appraisal that you'd always had success by saying, "Look, bleep off, Lebetard. I was an underdog and I had to work for this." That's not what I was saying. I was yeah. just saying, "Man, this guy did a lot of winning, and he expected the success. He was unsurprised by it. So he gets to campus. He's feeling good about himself, and now." He imagines, I would imagine, more success and then a horrific injury. Oh, okay, okay. That that's what you're talking about. Um, when that happened, you know, you see stuff like that happen. You never envision yourself getting carted off the field or anything like that, but that was a tough process to go through. And but I feel like kind of what I went through earlier in my life, having a bad shoulder injury in high school to, you know, having a, a broken foot my freshman year playing through that. I feel like all the lessons I kind of learned growing up helped me set up to overcome something like that. You know what I'm saying? So 
that's not the way I envision my career ending at UCF. But, you know, sometimes you have plans and God has other plans. So that's kind of the way it went for me. And, you know, I finished my, my career at a prestigious university in Florida State. And that's a to me, the South is just different with football. You know what I mean? Like you see a place like Oregon has kind of become a stepping stone job in a way. And when I see stuff like that, I'm like, dang, the football is really rooted here in the South. You know what I'm saying? So getting to play at UCF and then Florida State and just being on both sides of that, it was, it was truly a cool experience. But, you know, that that injury was tough. But to me, it was just lessons learned. And, you know, I overcame it. And, you know, I feel like those lessons I'll be able to carry with me for as long as I live. Pissed you off that Herb Street said that guys should play in the bowl game for us, for the fans, <clears throat> for people other than themselves? I don't know if he's saying that because of who's paying his bills, you know what I mean? But to me, it's easier to say that when you're getting paid millions of dollars behind a desk, right? A lot of these kids come from nothing. A lot of these kids' cost of attendance checks are going back home to to their families. A scholarship is great. It's an honor. But, but you're working for that scholarship, believe me. And when these kids have a chance to set up their families with generational wealth, I'm not saying money is the, the fixture to everything, but... If it can help your family out, if it can help your your struggling mom and dad and your younger siblings out, like, and you're going to be in a college system where, in all honesty, most college systems, in my opinion, they kind of exhaust the student athletes' bodies for four or five years. They drain everything they possibly can out of them to kind of have in whatever is left, like it's survival mode once you get to the league and trying to stay healthy. I believe the shelf life for average NFL players is two to three years. You get a chance to be a first, second, third round guy, and you got to wait another month, two months in that college system where you can be fueling yourself because you have the funds to do it through an agent. You can be preparing yourself for these interviews. You can be getting ready physically, healing from the season, or you can be going through basically another spring ball in college, being away from your family for the holidays. Like to me, like if you want these kids playing these bowl games, make it right after conference championship week. Then they can go home for the holidays. Then they can get ready for the draft. Like to me, the system is a cash cow system to be drag out for a long time to get TV ratings and money in the pockets of the TV producers. So I couldn't get down with what Kirk is saying. I love Kirk. You know, I think he's really good at what he does. But to me, that wasn't that wasn't a good take. I, and to me, Matt Corral, I probably would have done the same thing. I probably would have played knowing that there's a risk of injury. But I can't fault any of these kids for opting out of a bowl game that's a month and a half away, a month away, when they have a chance to set up their families for life, really. Like, to me, it's a no-brainer. And fans that say they're quitters and stuff like that, I'm like, who are you quitting on? You're not quitting on anybody. You're helping your family. Family comes first to me. You know what I mean? So. Oh, but you're, 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 you're speaking from well inside the machine here, right? Like, I want to cover a lot of the ground that you're talking about, yeah. this terrain. Just explain to people who I don't think understand. When you say you were surrounded by come-from-nothing, people on campus working for that money, but come-from-nothing. Explain to people what come-from-nothing means when you're sending money back home to your family and people think that you're, you know, you're, being, you're being paid in books. It's not real money. Yeah, so you get paid in books, you get cost of attendance checks, and you get rent checks. A lot of these cost of attendance checks, I mean, they're way less than what a paycheck would be. And from my experience at UCF, it was a lot less at UCF than it was at Florida State in terms of cost of attendance. But even at Florida State, it's, 
it's hardly enough to, you know, survive from like week to week, month to month. And me, I had the good fortune of having parents that would help me out. A lot of these, a lot of these guys, like I said, the checks that they get from football go back to their families back home. You know what I'm saying? So they're barely like struggling from mill to mill. Like a lot of these guys are just going to the snack bars and eating PB and J's to survive protein shakes to survive. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that, you know, we're starving or anything like that. Don't get me wrong. But when you have the opportunity to make millions of dollars and get your family out of whatever situations they're in, it's, it's a no brainer. Why would you stick around another two months eating PB and J's when you can be getting your body shredded for the NFL draft? So when you're in front of these scouts, like you're ready to go. They're like, yeah, we're taking that guy instead of another two months in that system where, you know, you're really breaking down your body. You're passionate about this. Why? Like, why is this one pissed you off? Like, where are you getting bothered from on this? Because you know the way the machine works, right? Like, you're well aware of what you're giving to that university. You loved college football. You loved your mm. university. Don't tell yes, me sir. I don't love football because I have to make a business decision at the end in a dangerous game. Well, I, th I think the thing is, you know, you just said it. It's a business decision, right? Coaches make business decisions. TV analysts make business decisions. But all of a sudden, when a 21, 22-year-old kid wants to make a business decision, it's not right. And I can't understand that in the fact that these kids are getting smarter. You know what I mean? They're, <laughs> they're starting to get smarter and see the system. And I'll, I'll even talk about like the NIL stuff with you know, what kind of went down in the state legislature this year where they try to delay the year to where it would have been 2022 where the can get, would keep getting kicked down the road where these guys can't profit off of their last name not the names on the front of the jersey like it, it, it literally makes zero sense that they try slipping in a one-liner to delay this this nil bill and if florida would have delayed the whole country would have delayed the ncaa wouldn't have folded and to me now it's just providing opportunities for female athletes male athletes to run camps in their own name to to get extra money in their pockets to help that help themselves out and help their families out like Man, it's, it's, it's kind of been a corrupt system for a while, and I think we're starting to get to where the kids are starting to figure out, like, this isn't right. You know, we can use our name, our image, our likeness. I can opt out when, you know, the, really the ball's in my court. Like, these coaches can go leave for $100 million contracts the snap of a finger. But if a guy decides to opt out of one game that the beef will Brady's bowl when you're 8-4, and four, like, come on, man. Make it make sense. When you say corrupt system, you were feeding the corrupt system. Did you realize when you were in it that you were feeding it? Did you realize when you were in it that, hey, man, a whole lot of unjust stuff is happening? What If I go back right now, how much money would I have made that season if I just put it two years in the future, the season that you guys yeah. had at UCF? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, it should have, could have, would have. You know, I, I don't, I'm not like a money-hungry person or anything like that. You know, I think of a guy like Donald Delahaye. Uh, I don't know if you remember him. He was our kicker at UCF. And all you had was a YouTube channel back in 2016 and 2017. And, you know, he would make all he would make was money off of subscribers, like a dollar each subscriber, whatever it is. And the NCAA took away his eligibility because he had a YouTube channel and he was making YouTube videos as a UCF kicker. And he hasn't played a, a down of football again. But now he's making a a crap ton of money being an influencer because of his story, which is great for him. But he's a football player. He loves playing football. And, you know, that got stripped from him. And me, when I saw that, like, 
You know, some people are like, oh, he's tripping. He gave up a scholarship, this and that. I said, no, he stood up for what is right. Like, so when I saw that, I knew it was kind of corrupt. But, you know, I, I, I honestly didn't think my time in college football, we would see it get to this where, you know, it's starting to hit a little 180 where guys can start making money off of their name, image, and likeness. I don't know if we'll get to a point where they start getting paid salary. Just because, you know, you got walk-ons and stuff like that. You know, I don't know. Like, I can't really speak on that because I, that's a tough one for me. That's a tough one. But I do believe that if guys can get sponsorships for, like, shoe deals and stuff like that, why not? Like, they're the ones, they're the product on the field. So, yeah, man. I, I didn't care about feeding the corrupt system because I love playing ball. I love being part of the team. You know what I mean? But now that... It's starting to get in the right momentum where the players have more power. And, you know, I, I love seeing that. Is the part of you that's getting pissed off the injustice of it? Or when it's directed to Herb Street, is there some, man, don't say that you love football more than I love football because nobody loves football more than I love football. Like, don't tell me if I sit out a game that I don't love football. You know what I have to do to my body to play football? I don't know. Look, if. If we at Florida State made a bowl game this year, I probably wouldn't have played in it just considering what I've been through. To me, these last couple months were important to prepare for the draft and whatnot. So, and, you know, I made that clear to my coaches, like leading up to seeing them. Like, Look, coach, I know we might make a bowl game, but if it happens, like I got to get on to this next chapter of my life. I've been in college a long time. You know, if it was a, a playoff game, that's different. You know what I'm saying? Because the opportunity to play for a championship is amazing. Maybe one day we'll get to a situation where a guy is projected to go number one overall, right? I think, I don't know if you've seen the movie National Champions, but the whole plot line is a guy's projected to go number one overall and he opts out because of the injustice in, in, the, in the college athletics world. So to me, just the competitor of me, you know, I couldn't pass up an opportunity like that. But sometimes you got to leave think logically more than emotionally you know what i mean you have an emotional attachment to the university and your team but also logically like matt carell hurt his ankle <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like god forbid any kid has an injury like me they're not getting drafted like that and, and that's the reality and people say well you know Tua had his injury but still went fourth overall okay that's a different story you know what i'm saying like everybody's got a different story Jalen smith blew out his knee he probably would have been the number one overall pick like coming out of Notre Dame so you know it's one of those things uh it's, a, it's up to each individual and, and that's really all it is but I don't think you should fault any individual for what they decide to do because these kids play this game from the time they're young and they get to college they feed everything they have into it just to have an opportunity to feed their families and continue to play the game they love while getting paid that's the reward to get to the NFL right you get paid playing the game you love nothing sweeter than that a lot has changed over the years, but you know one thing that hasn't? The great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? I pose this question to you. I don't know. You tell me right now. Okay, yeah, that's good. I like that. Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. The best thing for me about a nice Miller Lite is when I'm on the boat, I bring those tall, I, I don't even go for the, the regular 12 ounce cans. I hit the tall boy 16 ounce cans. They usually come in a four packs wherever I buy beer. You put it in the cooler, you put some ice on top. The moment you take it out and the sun reflects off that gold top of Miller Lite with that white can, 
a beautiful sight out on the open ocean. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling, and it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com beach, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You say you love ball, but so people understand what you mean when you say you love ball, you almost lost your leg. Correct? Right. Can you tell the people what happened there? Because you came back to play football after that happened to you. So can you explain to people what happened? Because it was a very gruesome injury. Yeah. So I had a posterior knee dislocation where I had significant nerve, artery, and ligament damage. You know, I had surgery that night to save my leg in terms of just restoring blood flow. And, you know, it was somewhat divine intervention. It was in the in Tampa, right next to Tampa General, one of the best hospitals in, in really the country. And, you know, they were able to save my leg and underwent eight more knee surgeries after that with, you know, infections and stuff like that. But all things considered, it worked out well. Uh, you know, I was able to save my leg and, you know, I busted my butt in rehab. And just for me, I couldn't accept that that's how my football career would end. You know, I played, the like I said, I played this game since the time I was little and I've loved it. I fell in love with it from the time I was a kid playing in Hawaii and for me that's not how it was supposed to end and that's not how it did end and that's just because of pure love of the game a pure love of competition and and a bunch of guys from a bunch of different backgrounds guys that come from a lot guys that don't come from a lot coming together and really becoming family and it's a special game to me there's nothing like it you know all 11 guys operating as one and when it's done right to me it's like it's like a good orchestra, like everything is going on like at one time. And, you know, when it's when it's done right, it's a thing of beauty. And, you know, that's why I love the game, just because I see the opportunities it provides to to people, really. You spent a couple of seasons playing the music in that orchestra. It had to be great fun to play quarterback that way. So when I talk to people about how hard that sport is that you love, how violent it is, how much it hurts, can you take me through what it means to have eight surgeries? What the fear of all of that is? What was happening in your life as you are dealing with I'm listening to this and I'm saying eight surgeries, just the inconvenience of having to go to the hospital eight times, never mind anything else, just the inconvenience of having to keep going to the hospital for multiple surgeries. What's happening here? Well, it's actually nine surgeries, eight after the initial night, but man, it was just a lot of trying times. But to me, like you got to have that, that true approach of a one day mentality. Man, it was tough. It was tough, but, um, always had the vision of playing again. So I was holding on to that. And to me, when you have a vision in your life and, you know, you're serious about it, you just got to ask yourself each day if, you know, the decisions and the and the moves you're making are aligning to get to where you want to go. And for me, that's that was getting back on the football field and playing at a high level. And I was able to play at Florida State University. So, you know, I, I feel like 
I feel like I accomplished what I wanted to do, but now to me it's it's more so like what's next. To me, it's not like okay, I accomplished this, I'm done. Nah, it's, life's always about improving and and always getting better. So I, I don't want to like downplay that it was easy or anything like that because it wasn't. But you know, I had my mind made up from really the time I got hurt that that wasn't going to be it. And you know, I I know it wasn't all all me because you know I had great surgeons and a lot of people praying for me. So. Thank you to everyone, but yeah, you know, I just, I made up my mind that that's what it was going to be. And you know, I worked for that. Do you remember the feeling of the first surgery? Like just everything that led up to it? Not, not, not the eight afterward, but the night, you know, the, the night that you're going through the hardest stuff. Man, I'm going to be honest. It's kind of funny. Um, so I got hurt and they rushed me to the hospital and they were like, do you have any questions? And I said, I said, are y'all going to put a catheter in me? <laughs> I, was, I was like, they're like, that's really what you're worried about. I said, I said, yeah, don't put that in me, please. Like, <laughs> but nah, it was crazy. So I woke up, man. And, you know, I had this metal contraption sticking out of my leg. I didn't really know the severity. I knew like, you know, it was serious because they rushed me into surgery, but they didn't tell me there was risk of losing my leg. They did put a catheter in me, which sucked. But that that next week, I that, that next week, really I was in the didn't hospital. Want the, you really didn't want that catheter, huh? Nah, nah. So I'll tell you why. My brother, he had a skateboarding injury, and like his ankle popped out of the bone. And he said the worst part was the catheter. So I was like, I just had this nightmare of ever getting the catheter. But no, yeah, it it was tough because I had this metal contraption that's about three feet sticking into the bones of my thigh, my shin. You know, from being able to just you know, make guys miss on the run and stuff like that to barely be able to, to be on a, a walk or from getting from the door to the bed, like without feeling like I just ran a mile. So it was humbling, man. And you take those little things for granted, like being able to walk, uh, bathe yourself and stuff like that. Man, it was, it was really just humbling. Like just godly once when, you know, whatever you do gets taken away from you, you kind of find out, you know, what you're really about. You say humbling. What's interesting to me is I imagine all of this, right? As I imagine someone fearing that they might lose their leg, although you didn't know the severity of the situation, whatever the physical pain was that you were feeling, it sounds to me like what you remember the most about being the worst was being helpless afterward, just not being able to be, never mind maximum athlete, you needed people all of a sudden. that, And you felt, it sounds like that was the worst feeling than the physical pain. It was, you know, because really I couldn't do anything. I was really bedridden for a while, you know, and I think what kind of was a turning point for me was, you know, I saw this special with uh, Zach Miller, uh, Drew Brees, and this young man named Alex Ruiz. I think it was, I think it was Super Bowl week of 2019, and Alex had the same injury as me. Zach Miller had the same injury as me, and Alex had his leg amputated. But Alex came back and was playing football on a prosthetic leg and baseball on a prosthetic leg out in California. And seeing that, like, I started crying. Like, I text the kid right away. I'm like, dude, bro, you're, you're a beast, bro. Like, like incredible, man. And just seeing that, I was like, man, I got my leg, bro. Like, I'm, I can get back. You know, if, if he's doing that, like, to me, he's, his comeback is more incredible than mine. You know what I mean? But no one's ever going to talk about him because he was just a high school athlete. Dude, like seeing that was just 
incredible, incredible. And you know, you're, you're really, you're, you're really, you're talking about where inspiration comes from, right? Because there you're feeling so hopeless. You're feeling so needy. You're feeling, yeah. I'm not a confident athlete. I'm not undefeated. Yeah. I'm not star quarterback. I need somebody to help me piss. I've got no hope and I'm going to look over there. Yeah. Oh, and that dude gives me hope. I can get back. Cause I, I, I didn't have it that bad. Yeah, I know. Exactly. It was funny. My dad's buddy, we went out to Vegas for, um, I think it was Memorial Day that year. And uh, he comes up to me on, on the blackjack table. And, you know, I'm still, like, in a big old brace. Just got off crutches. Just barely, barely like, limping around still and stuff like that. He's like, like, you know, KZ, I know you don't see it, but a lot of people, most people, almost all people would kill to be in your position right now. I'm like, kind of double take. I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean, bro? Like, might not play football again. Like, And then I thought about it. I was like, I was like, dude, he's right. You know what I mean? Like, I was able to accomplish so much at UCF and I made so many connections in the coaching world and stuff like that. Like really all I've already done in my life, like what would have set me up for whatever I really want to do. A lot of people struggle, man. And to me, like whatever I went through, if that can be a, a motivation to whoever else, man, like that's great. That's, that's amazing. And I feel like that's, that's what it's all about. If you waste your pain, you're just wasting it. If you can help someone else and learn those lessons through it, then that's where real growth comes from. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Did you immediately start improving mentally right away from the, you know, needing and not needing, not wanting to need? Uh, did you start getting better right away mentally were there was there a lot of pity involved with like you had to talk yourself into that i think i had to talk myself into it but i also think like just enjoying the small victories in, in that process like the first one for me was just getting that metal contraption out of my leg that was in there for about five six weeks and then i was able to go travel to the fiesta bowl with the team which I mean, it was a blessing because I was really in bed for about five weeks and then they took that out and then I got to go travel with the team with, for the bowl game to go play LSU. And just being around people again, being around my guys again, like that helped a lot. And then there was a lot of ups and downs from the rehab process. You know, I had an infection about five months after the, the reconstruction and I had to get four more surgeries. So, and I had IV antibiotics for about six, seven months where I was just lost all the weight I put back on it. It was, a, it was a trying process, but the, the small victories for me is is what kind of helped keep the light at the end of the tunnel. But yeah, I mean, to me, it was just those little things. Those little things is what helped me get through it. I don't think people understand what tough is, though, when you're talking about what that year is, right? Because you're talking about a year crawling through some darkness, right? It's not just 
some hopes gone maybe or diluted. It's that you're also having the recurring surgeries. Things keep going wrong. You keep pushing the rock up the hill and then ending up at the bottom of the hill again. And you're doing that for how long? 18 months, a year? Really a whole year. My last surgery was August of 2019. And my injury was November 2018, you know. So essentially the rehab process was restarted about three, four times. And it was trying, but golly that I have really good people around me to help me through it. You know, like Mary Vanderheiden, our head athletic trainer at UCF, like she was my sounding board for everything. Everything I was going through, I'd be like, I'd like Mary, like if we don't do something about this, like I know I'm not gonna be able to play again. Like I know it. And she'd be like, Okay, we gotta do it. So and it was never anything like, well, all right, yeah, you're probably not going to be able to anyway because of what you went through. They believe just as much as I did. And that's why I think it's so cool, like, to come back because it wasn't just me. You know, it was everybody else, like, investing into me. And, you know, that's a product of their work, too. And, you know, we just hustled. And then I think when COVID hit in, uh, was it early 2020, they shut down shop. It happened right in the middle of spring ball and they shut down shop, but I was able to be in there for six hours a day rehabbing with like three other guys with the athletic training staff. And it was just us in the building. And really, I just got into a zone of like, kept getting better, kept getting better. And then I was back on the field in the, in the fall running scout team. And then I was getting my feet wet back again. And I just, I had in my mind, like, I'm ready, you know, and it was tough. It was grueling, but it was all worth it. 100%. I imagine that there was some real healing in just being able to go from whatever dark place your mind was when you were needing to, oh, wait, I can work out six hours a day. I can work on my body, on my skill, on my craft. I can feel something that feels like football. Oh, wait, you're telling me I can work on me six hours a day. My guess is that that part of the path for you, football was healing, right? It's like, oh, no, here's these are steps I'm taking toward the thing I love again. Yeah, absolutely. Like like I said, the small victories were amazing. And then, you know, getting back on the field was just the icing on the cake. And yeah, it, it definitely was a healing process. That joy came back and, you know, just being able to jump cut, all that is truly a blessing, bro. One of the reasons that we wanted to have you on, Mackenzie, is because we believe in what it is you're doing uh, this weekend in Orlando. We wanted to help you promote it uh, because it means something to you. The Hula Bowl is not in Hawaii. It's in Orlando. And half of the ticket sales, the reason we're talking to Mackenzie, because I really did, and we really did, wanted to get, get his message out to you on what it is that he's doing with and for the family of Otis Anderson Jr. If you want to tell people the backstory on this, Mackenzie, why he's important to you and why this is the cause you're promoting here so that they can support it, go ahead and tell them what they need to know. Yeah, so, you know, Otis Anderson is a former teammate of mine, and um, unfortunately he passed away uh, last month in a domestic dispute in his home. I won't get into the details, but, uh, you know, Otis was like a little brother to me, and, you know, he just brought so much joy into my life, so much joy into, you know, whoever's life, you know, he he came across. He had a million-dollar smile. He wore double golds when he played, gold on top, gold on the bottom. And, you know, he was an electric player for us at UCF, and he'll forever be solidified there. But, you know, at the Hula Bowl, we're going to sell tickets, and 50% of those proceeds are going to go to his mom, D, who was also affected in the – in the domestic dispute and thankfully you know she 
she is still alive. And, you know, I think just the main thing is we want we want Otis to keep living on through all of us. And yeah, the the link will will be in my Instagram. So if you guys go check that out, it's at Mackenzie Milton. And it's all over my Twitter as well to to go get the tickets. But rest in heaven, Otis, man. Keep looking over us, bro. And it's a tough situation, but I think we owe it to we owe it to you, bro, to keep living on through all of us. The link is also in the episode description here on South Beach Sessions. Uh, Mackenzie, for those who do not know, this Otis Anderson Jr. was not the son of the famous University of Miami Otis Anderson. Uh, the details. Uh, about the domestic abuse and the incident with his father, we don't have to get into the details, but uh, how close were you to him? Yeah, like I said, he was like a little brother. He came in in the spring after my freshman year, and he's like family, man. And, you know, I wish I would have got to talk to him uh, before all that happened, but it just kind of puts things in perspective that you never really know what's going on, so... I think it's important to just tap in with the people you love and yeah, man, just never take a moment for granted. Uh, and that's kind of just the lessons I've learned over the past couple of years, you know, it's truly the first time I really lost someone that, you know, that, that hurt like that. And yeah, man, it's tough. It's tough. But, uh, I know he's in a better place now and I know he's looking over us, but to me, like I said, it's, I know money can't change what, what happened, but for me, it's more so about his, his memory continuing to live on because he touched everyone he came in contact with. I I don't think you'll ever encounter someone that has a bad thing to say about Otis Anderson Jr. Cause that's just the kind of kid he was and kind of man he was and, and go check out his, uh, his juice apparel. He uh, just launched a colon line right before he passed with his mother. And to me, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just continuing to support him and you just got to live on through all of us now. Our audience generally does a pretty good job of supporting people. So I ask you this, the Hula Bowl College Football All-Star Game Saturday, noon Eastern, Bounce House in Orlando. Our audience is a national and international one, Mackenzie. People can buy tickets, right? And you're saying that half the proceeds will then go to the family, whether they go to the game or not, correct? Yes, sir. So, yeah, just attach that link to the the tickets are twenty five dollars, and half of that is going straight to straight to his mother, D. Anderson, extremely strong woman. But yeah, if y'all can support O as as much as you guys can, appreciate the love. Thank you, sir. Thank you. A lot has changed over the years, but you know one thing that hasn't: the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what's the best thing about the original light beer? I pose this question to you. I don't know. You tell me right now. Okay, yeah, that's good. I like that. Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. The best thing for me about a nice Miller Lite is when I'm on the boat, I bring those tall... I I don't even go for the the regular 12-ounce cans. I hit the tall boy 16-ounce cans. They usually come in a four-packs wherever I buy beer. You put it in the cooler. You put some ice on top. The moment you take it out and the sun reflects off that gold top of Miller Lite with that white can... A beautiful sight out on the open ocean. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling, and it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com beach, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.